0: we Welcome to Series 2, Episode 1 of And Why Not, the movie podcast from the nerds who haunted themselves. I'm Stuart Moraine and this week I was joined by the mighty Dan Butcher and Andy Hanks to discuss the uh, 1987 Paul Verhoeven classic, Robocop. Um, We talk about the film, its sequels, the impact it had on us, all that sort of thing. If you're a fan of Robocop, hopefully you're really going to enjoy it. couple of glitches with the internet dropping in and out, obviously, with everybody being off and trying to use the internet. Skype's a bit glitchy at the minute, um, so there might be a couple of weird edits in there. Um, apologies in advance for that. Um, something different that I'm doing for this series, and why not, is that uh, after we're done talking about the film, I put the 10 questions from the burnt Pivo questionnaire that James Lipton used to use at the end of Inside the Actors Studio, uh, I was a big fan of Inside the Actors Studio um, and with James Lipton dying in March. I thought it would be a nice thing to add into our little movie podcast. So, uh, yeah, it's quickfire questions. Uh, I'll put it to the guest each week on that episode, or each episode rather. And, yeah, uh, hopefully you enjoyed the answers and, you know, hopefully it adds just something a little bit fun to the episode. Uh, so, without further ado, um, like I say, Um, Apologies for any rough edits, that sort of thing. And um, yeah, I shall pass you back over to past me, past Dan and past Andy and uh, roll the thing. Uh, Hello gents, how are you? Hello. Hello. Hello, our first uh, and why not three-way that isn't a movie fight. So, Because I think we're all in agreement on this one.
1: Oh, God, yeah. So,
0: so RoboCop 3, the 1993 classic.
2: Yeah. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yes, no.
2: Yeah, skipping on slightly. Has anyone actually seen that recently?
0: Uh, not since I had to watch it for that Starburst. Not for yeah, years. Thing
2: I did. No, I've watched it once. So, frankly, we're not talking about that one today.
1: <laughs> yeah. the actor they've got he uh did like a bit of uh he's had performance training in like how to move like a robot and there's a couple of scenes where he does kind of like that kind of popping and locking and mm. it looks really good <laughs> but that's he's he's really good in it
0: to the point yeah. said on the regular nurse one when we sort of talked about it a little bit that i didn't realize when i watched it when i was what 14 15 that it wasn't peter weller
1: mm. Mm-hmm. It's
0: not until the full mask comes off that you're like the face doesn't look quite right.
1: It's a shame uh, Nancy Allen. Well, she just said I want to be killed immediately. Yeah,
0: she was like I'll do it she if is. you kill me.
1: And then like the rest of the film, kind of RoboCop, who's like one touchstone to humanity's gone, yeah. just doesn't seem to bother him. So that was good.
0: But, <laughs> cool. Well, that's RoboCop three. Cheers.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. No, we're we're actually talking about the 1987 original, obviously. Uh, the the only true great RoboCop movie. To date. (laughs) But I don't think it'll ever be surpassed. Um, So yeah, um, so sort of to kick it off, uh, where did Robocop first enter your lives? Uh, Dan, do you want to go first?
1: Sure. Yeah, my uh, dad had, it it came out in 1987 and I was 10 at the time. Uh, And my dad got a a dodgy VHS pirate copy for the, the kids at home you don't know about that stuff, uh, of of it. And it was awful. Like, the quality was absolutely awful. And I remember kind of watching it when he wasn't around and saw the bit where, like, Murphy's death, like, all grainy and horrible. And it absolutely scarred me for years. It was just really, like, oh, my God. And it took me, I don't know, after watching it about 10 or so years ago, I managed to sort of, like, deal with it. And it's like, oh, it's fine. It's not a problem. But it held such a power over me. I always used to forward that bit because I was like, oh, this is horrible. But it's supposed to be, but uh, yeah, maybe not for a 10 year old,
0: <laughs> especially on grainy footage.
1: Yeah, it made it it's kind of like the Blair Witch kind of thing when it's kind of it felt more real because yeah. it was sort of grainy.
0: So, what about you, Andy?
2: <clears throat> so, probably around the, um, the same time when it came out on VHS, so we had a video shot down at the bottom of our road. Um, it's now in the state agent, and I remember the poster going up, and I just remember this poster of this cool silver robot stepping out of police car and I had to, I, I was begging for weeks about my dad if he'd go down there and get it we weren't even members of the video shop but I just wanted to watch this film so I kind of begged and begged my dad to go down and hire this film and uh, I promised him that I'd wash his car if he did and, <laughs> and yeah true story and he went down there and I remember, I remember it really clearly me and my dad sat up one night watching it Um. I was shit. I was probably about eight or nine, I think, maybe. Mm. And because um, uh, I remember we had a microwave curry and bread and butter. See, I remember these things. Nice. <laughs> and, we, and, and we watched it, and yeah, and it was the scene. It was the Ed 209 scene in the boardroom. That's what did it for me. Uh, yeah, and I've never recovered since. <laughs> uh, and I remember. Because that was like late on a Saturday night. Of course, you could hire videos. I think it was three days, two, two or three days when you released. Yeah. And I remember getting up early Sunday morning. When my mum and my dad were still in bed, so I would watch it again. And yeah, straight away, it had a hold over me.
1: Nice. See,
0: yes. my childminder at the time's son had it. And he told me, he always threatened to put it on in that way that a slightly older kid would always do and tell you how horrible and gross and nasty (laughs) it is and all the disgusting Mm. stuff in it. So I was terrified of that film for ages. And then I sort of, I think I saw Robocop 2 first. Okay. Retroactively saw Robocop. I was like, this is nothing like what he described. I mean, it is, but... (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's it's nowhere near as far as he made it sound. Yeah, it kind of, it it goes over the top, like uh, at some points just to sort of... Yeah, the the violence is is full on, but kind of uh, cartoony, isn't you, it? It's... Yeah, cartoony, kind of ultra violence. Put down your
0: weapon. You have twenty seconds to comply. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so that's what that was the origins of Robocop. So what was it about RoboCop that kind of like had an effect on you? Do you reckon that made you sort of love it straight away? I uh,
2: um, think was the okay. RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was it was a robot. It was the it was Ed Two Hundred Nine. It was a really massive big. Yeah, it was Ed Two Hundred Nine. Basically, that was it. Um, and uh, yeah, it just had some kind of really cool effect on me. Um, I can't really explain. It, but I mean, it's. It, I, I'm still, I'm, it, I think it has something to do with the reason I'm so obsessed with robots now. Just that you know that that particular scene in the boardroom when they open the door and that big growl as he walks in, mm. That just did it for me. Completely did it for me. Um,
1: yeah, that was, uh, that was Paul Verhoeven good. himself because obviously he couldn't have anything there, so he yeah. was coming in like with his arms raised, shouting. And didn't,
2: <laughs> didn't he have a massive big cardboard cutout or something? Him, yeah, like, there was
1: a big cardboard cutout card to sort of help him, and he was standing in front of it, kind of like shouting at people. Yeah. Sort of.
2: Yeah,
1: I can imagine being quite scared of that man if he was doing that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Especially if he did it on the set of showgirls. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. I think kind of the, the, the whole Robocop uh, look and suit as a kid that kind of stuck with me. It was just so. I, I was just eating everything up. I was getting like the comics, uh, like re- remember watching that stupid cartoon, everything. I was like Robocop, Robocop. And then it's only kind of as I've grown up, I realized this what a solid uh, film. Mm. And everything about it. There's one thing I would change, and it's a minor thing. It's that's when Dick Jones falls out at the end, of his
2: arms—the arms big wobbly arms.
1: Yeah, and it's like apart from that, I, it's there's not. I'd almost class it like a perfect film, as and, and there's not actually anything I'll change in it because it's it's so good.
0: Has anybody ever gotten to the bottom of Dick Jones's arms? Like why well, they did
2: it? I don't know why they did it, but. Uh, I was watching a documentary on... It was one of the extras on a DVD. Uh, no, it was only when I, I bought the iTunes version. It was a documentary on there. And they were going through all the old props. And they had it in a, in a suitcase. They had the Dick Jones puppet in there. And the Dick Jones puppet did have really long arms. So I don't know why they sculpted it with really obviously yeah. massive arms. Well, but the puppet had it quite clearly.
1: That's really odd. I don't know why they would do that. Because... Everything else seems to have been like painstaking detail to make sure things correct, Mm. and that must have been a choice to do that.
2: Do you think they were trying to kind of maybe they were trying to force a bit of perspective? Maybe originally they were going to have the arms waving up towards the camera as he was falling to force a bit of perspective.
1: Yeah, that could could be. Yeah, but
2: But he kind of
1: uh, he kind of tumbles, doesn't he? Kind of falls back. So it yeah. Because it's, it's that,
0: and the Joker could be in a cartoon when he falls at the end of the 89 Batman film, are the two fall into their death things that have always really stuck out in my head.
1: And when you had, like, a 1980 uh, like Die Hard, where yeah. they just dropped Alan Rickman, and they did double for a stunt double, but that would have been, been fine. Just go for that. Mm-hmm. Well, I say, because that uh, whole
0: thing with Rickman is that they drop him early, don't they? Yeah. They're <laughs> supposed to drop him after five, and they drop him on five.
1: And he was like, oh, but... Uh, Yes, it's interesting. I mean, yes, yeah, so, so much about that film is just absolutely bang on. Oh, <clears throat> one of the things that I really appreciate was, uh, you know the principle of uh, Chekhov's gun? Like yeah. If you, if you show the gun in in your, whatever you make making the fiction, the film, you've got to use it. And yeah. Robocop does something when he pops out that the metal spike in his fist.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he That's uses right. it, yeah, to sort of like, as an intimidation to that bloke who's kind of, getting in his face and you think, right, that's the joke. It, it, they hide that within that. So you think yeah. right, that's the reason he's got the spike is just for that joke. But then obviously when he uses it at the end to kill Clarence by standing him in his neck, I found it's a great tool. And some films cleverly do that, that they'll, they'll show you something and then they'll use it quite quickly. And you think, oh, that's the reason that was in there. So when it pops up again, like in the third act or whatever, it's like, oh, great. Yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. Uh,
2: it's, 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 it's such a good tool. It's really fortunate, but they they made it a big spike and not like a big USB port. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's how it's well, scary, he puts
0: isn't... it in one way, then realizes it's upside down, so you have to put it in the other way. <laughs>
1: yeah. There's one bit in that when he he goes to the terminal, his hand turns the wrong way. But uh, I let that go. If he he kind of puts his hand his right hand up or his left hand up, and it's it rotates outwards to slot in. But it's like, well, he's a robot, so technically he <laughs> could do that. Like, like, <laughs> I've seen obviously saw that film so many times.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, get something saying, diff- I mean, for me, generally, the, the themes of the film were uh, like Murphy dying and then being resurrected as uh, RoboCop, which is kind of like it's a very kind of heavy Christian theme, which uh, Verhoeven tried to push through. Mm. Yeah. The, the kind of the death and then resurrection and then ultimately like Murphy gets his humanity back and, uh, listening to like stuff with Peter Weller when, when he first started the film, <clears throat> the way he portrayed him was quite, his voice was quite clipped and robotic, but when you start getting to the scene after he takes his helmet off, there's like a, a softness to his voice. There like,
2: absolutely. Oh yeah, of course there yeah.
1: is. Yeah. There's like a humanity comes back to him and he starts to find, find himself again. There's that line where he says, which is like, uh, he asks after his wife and kids, and he says, I, I can feel them, but I can't remember them. And mm. that's such a great thing. He can. He has something inside him that he recognizes that he had feelings for them, but he, he's he got no memory for him. He's like, one surely is intertwined with the other. So like, could you have the memory of someone, but no feelings of them? I don't know. It's, it's an interesting one.
0: Yeah. See, for me, that was where the remake sort of missed the mark. Which I get why they did it. You don't want to do the same thing twice, kind of thing, even though you are doing that. But.
1: (laughs) Trouble is, it's like everything Robocop has to say for me is said in the first film. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. Um, Like Murphy gets his humanity, but he's on the path to getting his humanity back. But at the end of the film, that gives you that hint that
0: he's. That's it with his what's your name, son Murphy. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like Terminator 2, isn't it? It's a perfect, open ended, but closed enough ending that. You don't, anything that comes after it is never going to meet the expectation.
1: Yeah, it's never going to kind of, yeah.
0: Because that's part of the problem with Robocop 2, isn't it? That it's like, fuck, how do we make him like a robot again?
1: So they do that whole
0: reprogramming thing.
1: Yeah, he comes back, like, at the start of Robocop 2. He is essentially like Robocop again, like, he he sounds His humanity seems to have gone down. He's not like like he is in the end of the film. Yeah. And, uh, they sort of do that touch in that story where he has like the, the wife and trying to build that connection. There's, there's a cut scene on the disc where he's like, goes to the shower room and there's like a, a female police officer shower. And he kind of like looks, at her it's supposed to be kind of like uh, an echo of him thinking about what he's lost, but it comes across as really creepy. And I can't understand why they got. Really. <laughs> but like they, they sort of touch on that with Robocop too, like where's Murphy's trying to come back again. And then it just stops for like action. And that's kind of it. That's where he
2: starts becoming a stalker, doesn't he? Yeah, really odd bit. He's kind of
1: like sitting out. I can understand. Yeah, I I think it was mishandled personally. Mm. It it, it makes you feel like rather than you're with him going through this, you're watching him, and it, it yeah, it comes across as like creepy and weird. But, uh, yeah,
0: like I say he's one of those characters that it's difficult to continue to move on, isn't it? It's you have to take a backward step with him to a certain degree.
1: Yeah, I mean, because he, obviously he kills, he deals with all these demons in the first one. But every sort of bad guy who's up against him is dealt with. Everything needs to be said is said. So, uh, to be fair, if you're just going to do an action thing with him, fine. But it's it's hard. He's it's, it's a difficult hero to kind of have in as much that he's virtually completely indestructible. There's not a lot of movement with him. Uh, You know, like when he's hanging off the the truck in the second film and on the motorbike, that stuff's like, oh, no, this (laughs) this doesn't really work. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, One thing I'd mention is like the, obviously Robocop being the good guy, the bad guys in this film are just absolutely top notch.
2: Uh,
1: It's hard pressed to think of like a, a group of bad guys who each one's got their own character they're given their moments and they're really horrible.
0: Yeah. But I mean, Kurtwood Smith is superb in that film.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, Verhoeven said like he based him on Himmler and, <laughs> and like, cause he's got the glasses and everything like wanting to be almost like Satan personified. And he comes across like when they execute Murphy.
2: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> it's absolutely brutal. Uh, yeah, really. And the, the, I think the costume department, like, essentially, they they had some choice in their their what they were wearing as the the characters, and uh, they dress more like revolutionaries as opposed to like criminals and thugs.
2: You wear the flat caps and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's all kind of like they're not dressed like, yeah, uh, like thugs. They're more like mm-hmm. it, it paints a real bleak picture of the future. I mean, that was during the eighties where street crime genuinely like absolutely rocketed in the states and stuff like robocop and death wish was all kind of well so much of the action 80s action films were kind of an answer to that of just grabbing a gun and going (laughs) sorting sort it out yourself (laughs) i
0: mean the cast in that film is spot on like say Kurtwood smith ray wise um miguel ferreira
1: he's brilliant yeah
0: is absolutely superb in that
1: part. I, I think he's the, uh, that Miguel Ferrer his take on it, I think he read the script with Bob Morton and saw that there could be more to this character as opposed to this, like a flat, corporate, kind of money-hungry, power-hungry kind of person and, and gave him a bit more kind of humanity. So when he does yeah. die, that's kind of like, oh. I mean, I did read you guys I always thought when they made Robocop, it was kind of like, it was just a coincidence that it worked great. That wasn't the 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 the, the priority. It yeah. was getting it out and making sure everything worked okay, and he looked fine. The fact that it did its job really well was almost a secondary. I mean, that's the case, definitely the case of Ed Two Hundred Nine. Mm. It's just uh, <clears throat> what does he says, so "Who cares if it worked or not?" It was like we've <laughs> got parts for like twenty five years, <laughs> and he can sit like he does with the bit where the Ed Two Hundred Nine can't. Uh, navigate the stairs
2: and then cries like a baby
1: yeah <laughs> i mean why the hell would you want anything like that patrolling <laughs> the american streets it'd be awful is uh, it it's world
2: cop 2 where he gets his uh, legs stuck in a in a, a, a manhole isn't it yeah
1: they do comic. film clip a, a news report thing and it's,
2: that's it
1: i think those news reports obviously i've used down my comic stuff but they're so good at world building I, like, I
2: think I think they really added... you were saying about how glum the future was. And I think mm-hmm. the fact that the whole media propaganda really, really helps with that. You know, the the really bad bad taste adverts, you know, yep. the what what, what was what the, the, the board game they were playing where they end up nuking? <laughs> Nucom. It was a nucum, was it? Yeah. Yeah. You got nucum and you got Magna Magnum Vault for uh, from in from the second one and um you know that, that real kind of Horrible, bleak kind of money-grabbing yeah, propaganda think... adverts.
1: You know, in that news thing, they always mention like there's uh, rebel rockets, like battalion fighting against somewhere else, and they're they're sitting on top of a nuclear armament. Yeah, and essentially, if they get pushed too far, they're going to detonate it. And then there's a story of like a, an orbital satellite misfiring and basically right. yeah. des- destroying two thirds of, of South America. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, my god.
2: And then when he was on about um was it um uh, about the terrorist blowing up an airport yeah and the really goes oh great I was going in next week you know yeah. we all kind of throw away kind of you know
1: <laughs> I mean everything was so uh, sharp I feel like uh, in the lesser director's hands that might not have come off as great but uh, Verhoeven just, uh, considering that was his first American film mm. and I don't think he'd ever done and done like this effects heavy films before and mm. he just just seemed to find himself and you know all the stories of Beethoven was really unsure about doing the film I think he wanted to pass on it and threw the script away and his wife like took a look at reddit and said actually there's something here you could work with this." and he took a second look and there we go we're watching Robocop (laughs) so uh, yeah nice one
0: excuse me I have to go Somewhere there
2: is a crime happening. I was going to say, uh, he also uses the same kind of technique as Starship Troopers, doesn't he?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, you can Which, see the character in
2: that film. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that as well. But it's, is it you know? Um, do you want to know more? Kind of, is, I love that. Yeah. I mean, that real kind of real that real realism, that kind of propaganda.
1: I wasn't That's a big it. fan of that film the first time I saw it, but it's kind of really grown on me yeah.
0: years after. I, I felt I had, really uneasy yeah. the first time I watched it, and it wasn't until the penny dropped that they're fucking Nazis.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I get it now, but yeah. there was just something about it. I was like something about this film makes me feel really uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, definitely yeah,
2: you look, got that. You, you look at um, uh, what's his name, Dougie House's costume. I mean, that yes. is basically straight out of the Second World War. That is, you know, the the big long leather trench coat. I say
0: he was essentially Gestapo, wasn't he?
2: Well, that was exactly that
0: but I don't know why the penny didn't drop sooner, but it was just kind of like, I was so hooked up in the sofa element of it that it just didn't occur to me.
2: Because mm. that's very much the same kind of similar tone as Robocop. I mean, it's not yeah. as dark and disturbing, no. but the whole kind of tongue in cheek tone about it. Yeah, definitely. I,
1: a, I feel like kind of the, the, when you've got the different levels like that, you've got the kind of the humor and the satire and then like the heartfelt stuff and the kind of the action, which quite rightly goes over the top. Mm-hmm. they've managed to blend it so well it, it kind of there's definite ups and downs as as peaks and troughs and that's one of the strengths of the film why why it it, it does so well yeah. like when you got the juxtaposition of kind of someone getting brutally shot to pieces and then amusing news stories uh yeah it, it's it's really well weighed up and it also makes it a good point of like cutting uh like time frames up so i think there's where uh Robocop he he's uh, done the drugs factory goes on to like confront Dick Jones and after that scene where he's escaped it cuts to an advert break and then you go back to uh Clarence Bodica visiting uh Dick and it, it's like a little while later, it's like half a day later or something <clears throat> and it, it's a good like here's all this action's happening right and then right here's a pause.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Breathe, breathe, and then we're back to the story again, it's, it's a nice way of sort of transitioning.
0: Do you reckon those media <laughs> breaks were influenced at all by Dark Knight Returns? Uh, Obviously, they're more satirical, but because there's clearly comic book influences in it. Because, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen the original Robocop suit, but it's basically the Judge Dredd suit. It is Judge Dredd.
1: I think it, Ed, it is, yeah. Ed Newhite, one of the writers, was heavily influenced by stuff like that going on at the time. It wouldn't surprise me if he did take that. It seems very much much like with Frank Miller's sensibilities.
2: Yeah, I mean,
0: they've very much done their own thing with it. It's not.
1: Yeah. It's one of those things, kind of like, you've added all these components and elements that are great, and then you've come up with something more than the components. Uh, I
0: I imagine at the time you were writing it as well, Dark Knight Returns would have been the shit-hot comic book on everybody's reading list, wouldn't it? So a bit alarmed
1: when you first... If you watch any of the making of Robocop, there's one on YouTube, which is called like Flesh and Steel or something, yeah, and uh, it does have a model where that rob Boutin, he used to make the the figures, the costume entirely out of clay to size, and then they would use that as to build around. And there's one that's just Judge Dredd,
0: yeah, right yeah, to their helmet Absolutely. and everything. You're I think just... that comes up in the 2000 ad
1: documentary. Mm. I think that was oh, the first but, place I yeah. saw that that they sort of like, this is ripping them off. Essentially, that's the trouble with doing a kind of Judge Dread film was the fact that Robocop got there first.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind yeah. of like this bleak future with like a, a lawman who's kind of can't fail. It's, uh, yeah.
2: And executioner all at the same time. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, <clears throat> I feel like I feel that whole suit, like looking back at like what Peter Well had to go through and like the first shot of the film with him in the suit, is when they throw the car keys and he catches them. Have you heard this story about this? It, it no, took go them on. pretty much all day to get that shot. It's <laughs> the first time when Peter Weller was in the suit and the police chief throws the keys to Bob Morton and Robocop snatches them, and says thank you, and then walks off and says I'll go get him, boy. It took. They could not get that shot because of the glove made of rubber when the keys used to hit it would fly off, bounce off. <laughs> they couldn't get it. And at that point, I think it would take in like eight to nine hours for uh, Peter Weller to get into the suit for the first time.
2: And get everyone was out. like,
1: Jesus Christ, this is going to be a m- massive disaster. And how they got around it, they got like a heavy duty glue, put it all over the glove. So when he caught it, it would just stuck the glove and <laughs> around it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> but like, he, I felt it was a real kind of like, chore for him to kind of get through because i think he'd lose like eight nine eight or ten, nine, ten pounds a day because mm. it was so hot and uh there's a bit where like Kurtwood smith he's telling you like when they did that scene in the drugs factory and they've been shooting all day it was really hot stuffy there's virtually no air to breathe and like he was like oh man this is fucking horrible and he said he used to look around at peter weller and he was sitting there desperately taking on fluids with like air pumps shooting air into his costume so he could cool down and he'd think, oh, actually, I actually ain't got it too bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think him, Kurt Smith, and all the, the guys that played his gang didn't have such a bad time on the film. They were mm. like, they're, they're, they come across as a real camaraderie. And I think on, off screen, they were going around having laughs. There was golf carts they drove around on the set and they'd go bombing around. you know when they're at the steel mill? Yeah. Driving around them. <clears throat> and there that's was a definite like,
0: feeling with that gang that there was a history with them.
1: Yeah. That's that kind of bonding really seems to kind of permeate in the film. And I think there's elements where there was an explosion and they were too near and they got a lot, minor bit of injury and they got a load more money for it. And they said, so after that, every time there was something going on, they tried to get nearer. <laughs> so they could got more danger money. You know, there's one, there's one shot where they first get the Cobra assault cannons yeah. on the street and they detonate the shot window out and Kurtwood Smith and the guy playing Leon kind of like flinch over like Jesus because that was like real that that, yeah they they, they weren't acting there it was like (laughs) that explosion was way too big and I think they 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 kind of got slightly singed and and caught with some stuff coming out (laughs) (laughs) and I think the actor playing Leon I can't remember the guy's name he's been in tons of stuff he uh, managed to get away with a costume from Leon, the when the explosion blows up at the end when he's in the crane control tower, I think he got some of that, and he's kept it as a keepsake. <laughs> should not be much left. No. <laughs> uh. Would you think in this in the film would Lewis and Murphy, if they'd have carried on working together, no Robocop, would they have had a, any kind of relationship?
2: Absolutely. Oh, I don't no, because he—if he, he wasn't—he would have still. What do you mean, as Robocop or as Murphy? As Murphy, because he was still married at that point. Yeah, I—I so, uh, I don't know, because
1: um, I oh, know we never know. But
2: no, I think he would have had a little bit of a spark there, like a you know, like almost a a bit of a a working attraction. But yeah, I think the fact that he was so he was happily married because that goes carry on to the second film where he gets obsessed. So obviously, he was he was yeah. With his wife. Yeah, uh,
1: he kind of like, he's a very strong family member. I feel like they kind of, mm-hmm. perhaps under different circumstances, they could have been. Because even like, uh, it's strange that the Murphy's death hits, hits Lewis so hard because she only works with him for a day.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, day. yeah that always felt a bit well, odd to me, that bit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, she's, she feels guilty because she was too
0: busy looking down at Clarence's dick. But...
1: Yeah. <laughs> She, uh, gets that, I do like, love
0: that weird little thing. It's like, well, she is a woman, so she would naturally look. Would
1: look. <laughs> I guess he just wants that one second of her to take her after ball, and mm. he, he, Leon, whacks it, doesn't he? But yeah, uh, she's like a real. It comes across she's a real hardened copper. She don't muck around. Like the first scene we see her in, she beats fuck out that guy who knocks her down.
2: That's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh,
1: I think Verhoven kept on saying to the actress Nancy Allen, "Like, I want your hair shorter, shorter, shorter." Uh, she does well. I, I feel the actress in in the role.
0: Well, it's yeah, because I mean, it's I mean, it was the eighties for one, so <laughs> It could have been a very thankless sort of female role. Yeah,
1: but like she's not like kind of she's always in a cop suit. She's a great, well rounded character, uh, tough as nails. They say about like all the kind of not having the the kind of the heroes like they they were there. I mean, they were outweighed completely by kind of. The TNA, surely. Yeah. Murphy uh, Lewis was uh, really liked that character. And she sort of, when the two of them at the end start working together as a pair, uh, uh, it's really nice.
2: They'll fix you. They
0: fixed everything.
1: Talking about his family, that whole sequence where he goes home to his old address, that's a killer, man. That really tugs on the old heartstrings. Oh, yeah especially now being a father like when you see that stuff and like the just the memories of the life he's had and lost and uh yeah, yeah it's it's really it's it's the
0: subtleties as well of how they build it up before murphy dies like mm-hmm. with him trying to learn the gun trick to impress his son can yeah. you
2: do that dad can you do yeah. that
0: <laughs> but it, it's it's sort of laid in there it's like without it's very much show don't tell done really yeah. well which is surprising yeah. for a film called RoboCop kind of
1: thing yeah but, I, um, I, a film it film kind of doesn't that the title like i remember it being at a work thing and to get to know everyone we said like our favorite film and i said robocop and people laughed yeah I still re- <laughs> fucking remember that but like the the film the title kind of <laughs> the title is what it is but like it it it's, it works t- totally but mm. it's such a, a layered film that people kind of write it off uh oh, but absolutely. yeah there's so much more it's uh, yeah, real, real great film. Yeah, it's,
0: uh, like I say, it's beautiful again, and not the sort of thing you'd expect from the guy who went on to make Total Recall. And
1: <laughs> another thing is like with the, uh, it strangely foreshadows a lot of stuff that we're we're going through, and it continues to be relevant. Like with the uh, OC, OC, uh, P with the privatisation and the, yeah. the kind of the corporatism and capitalism.
2: <laughs> Basically, they they're Disney.
1: <laughs> <laughs> i mean i didn't like it so much in the second film where they make the old man to be the bad guy
2: yeah absolutely uh
1: for me they say it was like kind of reagan-esque with like him being at the top and he's got all these good intentions but really he has no control of what's going on below him yeah and he's a bit of a old guy but uh one of the things is really interesting in that film there's mirroring between the corporate like bigwigs and the the gangs like Bodica's gang, because they use same f- phrases and terminology and it's all like a business, but they're just operating in different spheres. And right at the beginning, I think Dick Jones says when he's doing his presentation for uh, ED209, he says, so oh, like our founder said, good business is where you find it. And then Bodica says that line when he meets with Sal in the drug factory.
2: Oh, and then I clicked.
1: Yeah. They, they sort of say, you know what I say, chum, good business is where you find it. So oh, okay. you, there's this kind of mirroring between this ruthless uh, corporate world where you can get killed and this yeah. ruthless world of the thugs which you can, you can also get killed trying to make money. It's the it's, it's
0: that yeah. whole Dick Jones toilet scene, isn't it? Yeah. Just with that guy who's willing to just carry on pissing in his trousers rather than be yeah. caught in the middle of it.
1: Yeah, he's, he knows the line. And it's interesting because obviously uh, Bob Morton stays like he's kind of staking his claim there that i ain't got nothing to be afraid of but he va- as we find out he vastly underestimates uh dick jones mm. and uh his criminal <laughs> friend in clarence prodigal makes you wonder how those two got kind of met up and become mates
2: yeah <laughs> enough that clarence
0: can visit him at his office
1: <laughs> yeah
2: that scene and and hit on his secretary. <laughs> that scene in the bathroom—that's that, that's a great scene on the TV edit, isn't it? Is it hardball when he says some? You know, some people even call uh, even call me arsehole Um in the TV edit, isn't it? now or something, isn't it? A real <laughs> kind of uninsulting. Um,
1: yeah. yeah, the TV edit is absolutely fantastic, and there's clips of it on YouTube where like. There was a Harry Enfield sketch years ago where they took the mick out of the really stupid dubbing, like you fund my wife and stuff instead of... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the TV edit for Robocop is like got the same level of hilarity.
2: It's brilliant.
1: Yeah. If you could look up YouTube, there's clips of it where people have got little segments but it's on yeah. um, the
0: arrow blu-ray you can watch the whole really TV edit. yeah, I've, yeah. Oh, nice.
2: I've actually i've actually got it i was hoping to watch it in advance of uh, this but i, I didn't because i really want to watch it just to remind me but uh, it's like when the guy walks into the into the off-license yeah um, isn't it oh uh screw you Was it Was he saying is it forget me forget me <laughs> it's absolutely genius
1: yeah it's great i love stuff like that it's mm. really uh spot on uh what what do you reckon i know we briefly touched on this before we started the show so the listeners weren't very privy the remake mm. we won't talk too much about two and three but the remake i didn't think that was too bad for what it was i was expecting a lot worse
0: see i disliked it i've only watched it the once i must admit mm. but i disliked it i went with andy to watch it at the cinema and um we were sort of talking about it afterwards and I'd just done the deep dive into Robocop. So I'd watched all three films, the TV series, whatever I could get my hands on of the cartoon mm. and most of the prime directives. So gotcha. I, and then rewatched the first Robocop film to cleanse my soul. But, um, <laughs> See I
1: can it respect just... is you, you've got like Robocop, the, the, the idea of it and you go, right, we're going to tackle this. We're not going to just remake the original. And they try and touch on different themes of kind of that trying to get robots and drones into the US to patrol the streets. And they use like the Robocop program as as a way of getting into the public consciousness of this is okay.
0: There was a great video that came out before the Robocop remake came out where they'd sort of announced it. And it was like like the ten things to do and the main one was don't call it Robocop. Like, call it Machine Cop. Great, I'll be there in those, but yeah. like, just don't call it Robocop. And I think that is its biggest problem is that there is a charm to that original film that you cannot capture again. Mm. And There are elements in the new film that work. I like, I liked him as Robocop. I liked when they made the suit Silver. I yeah. liked that. Um, I thought Michael Keaton was great in it, but then I loved Michael Keaton in pretty much everything anyway. Um, but I thought he was a really good baddie. The Sam Jackson stuff didn't really work for me. No, I maybe. get what they were trying to do, but it just it that felt was, forced.
2: That was the media aspect, the propaganda aspect again. Yeah, yeah and it
0: just that. felt forced because it yeah. was very much a Fox News kind of thing. And it was. It
1: was a bit too much on the nose there.
0: Yeah, yeah. it lacked the. There was a subtlety. To, it sounds stupid to say it, but there was a subtlety to the stuff in the original. And mm. the, like you say, it built that world superbly. It wasn't on the nose, it was done in a nice little way, even down to the family Ben Newcomb. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I get the sort of the mental, wider mentality of this world. Kind
1: yeah, of thing. It's very, yeah uh, well
0: that would create robocop kind of thing
1: <laughs> remakes go it's not as egregious as some of the examples we've had but it's one of those things like uh, sometimes i feel like studios is going to do this regardless and sometimes something's got to be ponied up and sacrificed yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean and robocop was next on the order i'm just glad that they're uh, maybe they realized that you, there's not really much you can do with this material everything's been done has been done and i don't think you're ever going to top it
0: No, I think they had an idea for a longer game but it just obviously, because everything's built with a franchise in mind now, rather than being a really good standalone film whereas Robocop came out and it was like this is a one and done film and then oh shit it made a load of money, we need to try and work out a way to do sequels
1: I mean, it bugs me the fact we're kind of, it's become such a business now that you have to have follow-on films and sequels Uh, it's like no one wants to take the risk yeah, you can't just have a high risk it's not even high risk, it's like a high concept Science fiction film, and this this is what it is. There's no fucking toys. There's no cartoon series. It's just the film. Uh, That's it. Now, it. Kind of
0: if it works, we'll figure it out afterwards. Kind of thing. Yeah. That's gone now. It's all all eggs in this basket kind of thing.
1: It's one of the things worth like it touches on this in, in the film, like uh, product. Him become Murphy becomes product. He's like model zero zero one. I think it is. He's got that on his helmet and yeah. chest plate. Like presuming that he's gonna be. The first of many, but yeah, I, 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 even the second one, they mentioned that they try and do it's, it's, the RoboCop 2 is actually about RoboCop 2. Yes. Yeah. The, second, the, the,
2: the bad guy is the second RoboCop robot. 2. <laughs>
1: yeah. And that he's called RoboCop 2. Yeah.
2: So
1: <laughs> it's interesting, like they do that. The, it's really amusing, that sequence where they do the mock-ups that the ones that didn't make it.
0: I love that. Yeah. Yeah, the the one that kills itself.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's one like one that pulls its head off. One that shoots itself. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting because you look at those robots like they won't last five minutes outside in the city.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what I said, yeah. But You look at the design. I mean, taking in mind they are they've come after the original Robocop. The original Robocop mm. was such more such better designed and so more kind of futuristic. than you got that big boxy robot with the red and the blue light on his head.
1: Yeah. Just... <laughs> Another <laughs> thing is what well, like the, the yeah. Robocop kind of uh, foreshadowed is the increase in militarization of mm. police. I mean, they're like all the police, body armor, weaponry, and it's all about stepping up and getting more violent and more, bringing more tools into play. Do you know what I mean? It was like yeah. when the police went out, it wasn't, it was like a war zone. Mm. I think when Murphy first goes into, as it Metro West, he goes into and they say like, "Welcome to hell," and it's your life expectancy is fucking horrible there. Yeah, I mean you know, you know in the initial chase where they're chasing Bodker's gang in the van, and uh, Lewis is driving, and Murphy says, "I'll oh, hand me your piece."
2: Yeah, can
1: you imagine going to the police station? He oh, so "What are <laughs> you do?" Yeah, I took my gun, partner's gun and I was hanging out the window, dual firing <laughs> yeah, The fleeing Kenny
2: suspects. fly, Bobby?
1: Yeah. <laughs> How would that fly? I like, yeah. no. <laughs> But like, if you kind of like, this is like, it's the cops versus the criminals and the streets are a battleground. Uh, and you get that in uh, Predator 2, pretty much as well. Yeah. It's that aspect of war on the streets.
0: Come quietly, or there will be trouble.
2: Ah, fuck you!
1: Yeah, also, what about... Uh, i tell you what had a big influence to me when I, when it came out as the game. I had it on the Amstrad. And I just oh, played it God, over yeah. and over and over again.
2: Do you know what? I played... Because I, I had RoboCop 2 on the Spectrum, and there's an emulator online, and I actually played it about three weeks ago just to see, you know, and it was... I, it was the music that did it for me. I loved the music, the real kind of bit-mappy theme. Was that
1: did it dun did it? I think they used it on an advert, Ariston,
2: yeah. Back in the day. <laughs> um but because for, for ages, um for the, on the first level, you don't you don't pull your gun at the hostel for ages and you've got all these dogs and you've got these guys on motorbikes and you just gotta punch them. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, it's great game.
1: Yeah, that's that's fantastic.
2: I remember the hype,
0: although I never played it for the Robocop versus Terminator game. Yeah. The, yeah. I had the poster on my wall because it came free with a game Sega magazine. But yeah, was, the hype that... for the game would seem to be like it was the most exciting thing you could ever think of. <laughs>
1: <laughs> was that a comic series based on uh, Frank Miller wrote that as well?
2: Yes, I've actually got yeah. that in front of me.
0: Yeah. So again, I, I never ever read, read the that. comic because I was just kind of like, "How? Why? No!" <laughs> it's like, yeah. This raises more questions than it's going to answer.
1: I can understand like you kind of Skynet would have an interest in RoboCop. I mean, as a story-wise, you could go with that quite easily, like using humans to kind of make the robots better or vice yeah. versa. But uh, we talked to us briefly about before we came the Frank Miller when he wrote robocop two and three that were they kind of his script ideas was used to make uh, a comic from was it oblivious uh avatar press
0: avatar press yeah
1: written by it wasn't actually written by frank miller i found out it's written by a couple called stephen grant and his art by juan jose rip
0: no it was sold as frank miller's robocop wasn't it mm. yeah he didn't write
1: it i liked the idea of like he would he was patrolling for so long that the police were still on strike and he was just running himself down to the ground where the point he was leaking he was getting flashbacks of his old life like coming into him unbidden and there's a sequence where he's driving down the street and he just leans out the window to, to shoot at someone who's committing a crime because he has to keep moving all the time and not stop <laughs> it was uh an interesting take lord knows if we get like that that's well, our streets are completely opposite at the moment because 'cause we're currently going through the uh yeah. coronavirus lockdown. RoboCop would be chilling. <laughs> no, <exactly laughs> you
0: would, I think you'd be driving around just shooting people who are breaking curfew.
1: Shooting people yeah. in the park. <laughs>
0: just down by the beach.
1: <laughs> I guess you just plop a uh, Ed Ed nine in the park. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. You're having an illegal barbecue
2: <laughs> You
1: had seconds, seconds to reply. Also, <laughs> <laughs> well, the legalities of that of just having a, a robot that would just just blow fuck out of anyone. Like if you parked your car in the wrong place and it would shoot it to bits. <laughs>
0: see the deleted scene I want to see from that film is that guy's family getting the phone call. Yeah, so, yeah, we were doing a demonstration at work, and um,
1: yeah, Greg won't be coming home. Uh, <laughs> What's great is that when he says, "Oh, it was just a glitch," you call that a glitch, and he just absolutely blows fuck out of him. <laughs> so I think in the, the 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 full cut, which was supposed to go up until they uh, edited it, he gets gunned up on that table for a lot longer. Yeah, mm. to the
0: point it that wasn't it like of, the most scripts used in a film or something geez. at the time. The
2: fact you can actually see the scripts as well, can't you? Quite yeah. clearly. I think uh, I remember
1: listening to uh, Ronnie Cox when. He talks about the final scene where Dick Jones and he was getting hit with those scribs. He said that bloody hurt. It really hurt. He said he wasn't ready for it and it really kind of ow when they were going off.
0: Yeah, I imagine it be like just being shot multiple times with paintballs on there. It? Yeah, it's it's as much fun as that hurts, so I've seen people have been paintballed and they're like black and just yeah. brown and purple and just.
1: <laughs> In fact, you know that he gets out of that kind of like silver desert eagle. That was initially going to be used as like <clears throat> Robocop's gun, but they went for the auto nine does make you wonder why they carry a gun in the boardroom but again that's another thing that were mentioned earlier about the Chekhov's gun thing and then they hide it yeah they put the gun where Kenny uses it for the ed to a nine demonstration so when Dick Jones goes to get it later on in the hostage scene that's that's why there's a gun there you know what I mean
2: oh of course so it's There, there was, a, a, what I was going to say earlier about the whole Chekhov's gun thing, it's a bit like the there was an advert. I think it might be the very first advert in the film, I can't remember. The one with the Godzilla creature yeah. and the car. And that's the same car that Bodica gets later, isn't it? When yeah. We, with the battery sticker still in it.
1: I think it's like the 6000 SUX. That's
2: it, SUX. I think
1: S-U-X. They were taking the mick out of a car that was on the market that was supposed to be really crappy at the time. because yeah. Something the model number but sux sucks yeah they're they taking the piss um, i can't not really up on american motorcars in the 1980s
2: that are alive you are coming with
0: me so i know we sort of touched on them a bit but obviously robocop spawned two sequels and several remakes and several TV mm. things so sort of and, how deep and, down the ball did we go I mean I can never
2: I can't actually any yeah. vegetables out a toy
0: line I sent you a picture that I dug my toy out ready for recording this that's got the old cap capsule on the back
2: yeah do you know I got that I got one of those figures for my birthday an old one Tell found on eBay for me
0: yeah, it wasn't actually right. mine it was my stepbrothers because he opened it and he ripped out of the box so quick that the gun went flying on Christmas oh, yeah. day just was oh, lost man. instantly he was just in <laughs> tears for ages on Christmas day it was like the worst thing that happened to him <laughs> oh so we all I've spent got, ages uh, trying to find it, but a tiny little black plastic gun in amongst <laughs> everything on Christmas.
1: I've uh, got a couple of figures from the TV series I've been bought. Uh, mm. I've not watched the. Uh, the it was a Canadian TV series, I think,
0: or shot yeah, in Canada at least. Nineteen ninety-four one, the with Richard. Yeah.
1: I've got the. I've got one of Robo, and he's got like a battle rifle for some reason, and then like a ca- <laughs> cartoon-like superhero, which I think appeared in yes like adverts it was in the film.
0: Adverts, yeah yeah so because i've seen all of the tv series because um <laughs> it was one of the things i did for starburst and then i interviewed richard eden about it
1: oh nice um, one
0: because he said that because obviously he was in the suit like they used in the film so mm. for the second series they wouldn't go more in the direction of the remake and make it lighter and more rubber and that okay. sort of thing to make it easy because obviously you know 10 months you in can't... a suit yeah <laughs> like that and he's always in the suit I think you only see him as Murphy once in a flashback to a news footage
1: Bloody, it must have been really hard on him because so, obviously it's made for uh, Peter Weller yeah I, oh I didn't realise it was actually...
2: exactly the same suit I didn't realise
1: Yeah. It's just, they retooled it Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: so it might have been the one from RoboCop 2 I think it might have been the bluer one
2: yeah, yeah.
1: I wasn't but, a mad, we can move on to RoboCop 2 but I wasn't mad on the blue I preferred the silver
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: It was um, a bit more trying to turn him into a superhero. Yeah. I, thought, I don't mind, with, like with the blue.
1: The blue under the lights, whatever, but fine. But when he, he I prefer the steel the, mm. the, Yeah. Uh also the one of the I when I initially watched Robocop two, I wasn't a big fan, but it's grown on me over the years. I'll just take it for what it is. Is that they changed the music. Yes. The music in is. Robocop is so good. The theme mm. is so good. And then for some reason you want to change it and you've got all the rights to use the same music, but for some reason you don't, uh, just
2: couldn't, couldn't I work it out. I didn't actually realize that, that the music was different until quite late on In it quite light, quite late on in my Robocop fandom, I suppose, um, because they're very similar pieces of music. Mm. Um, you know, but yeah, there are, I, I personally, I like them both. I think they're great. pieces is a of pieces. Who wrote the music, Stu? Uh,
1: the th- first one's basil, basil
2: yeah
0: and i can't remember on two i can try and find out but
1: because they have like it's got like orchestral moments when he's kind of like uh human side as it were and that kind of the yeah. big drums and metal sounds when he's it's robo yeah <clears throat> uh, apparently like the second film was quite a hard shoot and i think it was was it irving kirschner that did
0: yes that? yeah
1: it's quite yeah, because I suppose if you're film. doing
0: a sequel and you can't get the original director, you get the guy who did *Empire Strikes Back*. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is a, a bleak one. I mean, with that kid, kind of like drug lords, it always it, that was really nasty and heavy. A kind of the first film had a kind of lightness. I say a lightness, but it, uh, yeah. It, but in the second film, it was quite heavy. All that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. That. Well, yeah, that and the uh, bent copper when they put him on the operating table.
1: You oh, oh, don't, don't
0: see it, that. but it's just, and the way he forces the kid to watch.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: That's fucking. Uh.
1: <laughs> that is really brutal. It's that's like, it. That's arguably oh, more
0: brutal than anything in the first one because you don't see it, but you see, know what it's going to be.
2: The, the most disturbing bit I've had in Robocop 2 is when they, they've, um, you know, where they, they capture Robocop and they rip his yeah. leg off and they pour it. The, or the blood or the oil or whatever it is all over his visor. Yeah. I
1: think that's really brutal. Yeah, the whole bit where they, they deconstruct him. Yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, with the freaking like, he... hammer on his chest.
1: Yeah. It's it's sort he's... Of nasty
2: for
0: the sake of being nasty, the second
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what kind of I, I feel like a lot of the, the the cast were like, This is really nasty. And it seemed to be nasty just for the sake of being nasty.
2: Mm. But,
1: uh, it's, it's
0: like they didn't understand what made it work in the first one, so they're like, "We'll just up the game." It's like the Saw movies, isn't it? Where it's like, "Yeah, let's just keep up in the game, so it's grosser and grosser." With that one, it's like I think I've only seen
1: the first one them.
0: Well, yeah, you're not missing anything. I've only seen bits <laughs> of other ones. So. <laughs> like kind of as a franchise, I was like, "Have we not said all we need to say with the first one?"
1: <laughs> yeah, it's one and done. They need more.
0: It's a nice idea. Where are we going to go? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like the uh, robot design but Robocop 2 is spot on. That's like such a menacing robot. And there's that image of, it's quite iconic of Lewis holding up the, like the vial, whatever it is, of Jar of Nuke. Yes. The standing of the outside. Face. Yeah. Outside the conference center. And so, like, yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of, it's a flawed film, but a fun film.
2: Mm. Uh, I, I love the design of Kane. I think he's awesome. Yeah. The actual robot he Kane. Is. But I, I, I've always wondered, so they, they built in an appliance in that robot so that he can take on and digest the drug.
1: Yeah, must have done.
2: You know, so is that was that, that to control him, do you reckon?
1: Yeah, so I presume that Fax, was it Fax, the, the, the lady scientist?
2: Yeah. She
1: was going to use nuke as kind of like a controlling yeah, element, yeah, as yeah. like a kind of drive to kind of control them which is yeah. ultimately massively flawed because if he said <laughs> you got a cyborg drug addict do anything <laughs> to get his drug yeah. it would have been better if you'd have kept him like <clears throat> an intravenous supply that you kept him dosed up and happy all the time and yeah. I guess I'm reading a bit too much into it <laughs> <laughs>
0: that bit where, he f- where the they deep first deep change Kane into the robot when he goes back to see the gang with yeah. the girl where she's like, you know, we can make it work and then he just fucking shakes her by the head.
2: That's, yeah.
0: that's fuddling, Fucking
1: horrible. <laughs>
2: when she, she's fuddling her, her his griffers kinda of yeah. Yeah. away and yeah.
1: But, it's kinda of like if they'd have done more it kinda of like that's when the moment when he realizes that there's nothing there's nothing left of me yeah. here anymore as this and kills her. But then you get the scene afterwards where Robocop comes in and finds the kid bleeding out. And after all that the kid's done to him, Mm. he's still really kind of caring and father-like and and tries to be all
0: right. Yeah, because that kid's an obnoxious little shit, but his death scene is done really well.
2: Can't shoot a kid, can you? Yeah.
0: But Tom Noonan's superb as Kane in that film as well.
2: Yeah, I love the little details uh, for instance um, when I think it's just before Robocop gets ripped apart and he's walking into Kane's factory or his hideout and you've got like Elvis in the big glass coffin <laughs> and you've got, you know, <laughs> I love that, I don't know, you know, I think it's great there's something else as well he's got it's some rather weird, bizarre um, I can't remember what it is now is it There's actually
1: a, there's a cut scene with Lewis fighting uh, one of his cronies uh, in that factory bus that they they cut out and it's been lost, but she has like a one on one with <clears> there's <throat> that one who's got like a kind of a, a pull, pulled back like black quiff uh,
2: yeah
1: at him, and he, he kind of disappears and its because Lewis fights him and kills him, but you don't get to see that, which is a shame
0: mm.
2: yeah.
0: It's been a long time since I've seen Robocop two. I must admit I generally rewatch the first one, but
2: i I, I, watched I really... it last week, yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, have to admit,
0: really, oh, I, I do know. like it. Like I said, I love Tom Noonan in its bag. I love the delivery of the uh, "Jesus had days like these" line. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That, uh, so, the the intro of RoboCop into the film is spot on as well. You know, there's that, like the whole sequence of people stealing the money and it going from one to the other, and they go past yeah. the gun and it explodes.
2: Oh, that's and fantastic! Guys... Well, you got you got the druggy guy and the, the, the prostitute. Yeah. Kicks like stabs him in the in the uh, in the eye, doesn't it? Doesn't it Yeah. With
1: a, with absolutely shoot. Uh, and then, like, obviously, they're, they're robbing the gun shop and they hear the sirens. And say, oh, police are on strike. So, when he comes around and they just firing the rockets at it and it's blown up, and then they'll shoot it. Yeah, laughing. And then the door just slowly creaks open and the foot comes down. Uh, such a great sort of character great. bringing absolutely in
2: fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's out of the blazing wreck, absolutely unaffected. That's <laughs> uh, great.
0: Which, yeah, and then I suppose that brings us on to Robocop 3.
2: (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) I've generally seen that once, and that was, I think, at the cinema, I think, possibly.
0: I've seen it twice that I know of.
2: Yeah. And I still struggle to remember what it's about. (laughs) It's it's really
1: just ill-considered. They they tried to make it more kid-friendly, and it's like this is not a kid-friendly vehicle. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's it's not really got like the this, the ninja robots, and <laughs> there's some idea, ideas in there which are good. About like the, the OCP wanted to kind of get rid of all the people because they want to start building Delta City, yeah, and Robocops, like helping them out. I like that idea, but the, the execution of it throughout was just really flawed. And the, the flying around in the jetpack is like, come on, man, terrible is...
2: CGI.
0: Its biggest it, it, problem is that they kill Lewis in the beginning,
2: mm.
0: in such yeah. a pointless way as well. I know they try to make it bigger than it actually is, but it's just such a pointless way because she obviously didn't want to come back. Which they should have just yeah. been like, "That's fine. We'll just, you know, write a you not being in it."
1: Yeah, they've been better rather than having that pathetic sort of as unsatisfying
0: like as it is for somebody to disappear yeah. between movies.
1: That would have been yeah. preferable to what you got, which is basically something happens and then nothing, nothing comes of it. Yeah. Oh, I just Robert thought...
2: Doesn't a little girl reprogram
1: Ed Two Hundred and Nine? She does. Yeah. To be,
2: was it gentle as a puppy or something crappy like that? Yeah. Oh my. She god kind of god. they
1: they rob a, a gun factory and she runs in and kind of hacks it. But, yeah. Uh, it was just no oh god. As you say, <laughs> it was the nineties.
0: Kids could reprogram
2: anything.
0: <laughs> Do I remember all those things you reprogrammed as a kid? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, which which Superman movie was it? Where um they they hack it in by doesn't he type in hack? Yes, Richard
0: it, hack, Pryor in Superman three. Yeah,
2: yeah. He, he doesn't. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, does he type in the word hack or
1: something? Yeah, and get managed to hack into it. Bloody hell! I think he's like I presume like Richard Pryor's character is is a bit of a technopath. He doesn't really understand what he's doing, but he has this innate ability just to get machines to do what he wants. Mm. You know, I mean, he's got no knowledge of. Computer stuff. He just does what he thinks, and because he's got this innate a power or ability, he can just reprogram satellites and yeah. hack the banks no problem. <laughs> That's
0: such a bad film. I will give it that. Two things though: it's got the scariest fucking robot in it.
1: Fuck me. Yeah. When
0: Robert Vaughn's sister gets pulled into that thing and be- fucking gets all the wires oh. and everything around her and comes out as a robot, That's and her eyes just go out red. Fuck Fuck me too. And it gave us Office Space. Or at least their plan from Office Space.
2: Oh, of course they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: of shaving a penny off every dollar one.
1: <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> But <laughs> So, before you had the sequel to Robocop, anyway, <laughs> you had the cartoon, so the 1988 animated series, yeah. which I remember being on Sky, I remember being heavily advertised being on Sky, but I might be mashing two things together. Because I remember there uh, being a clip of him in a restaurant, and like everybody I cannot
1: remember seeing any of this, the the animated mm-hmm. one.
0: But was I mean, it was, it was that whole ages thing, wasn't it? It was like this is a great thing for adults.
1: How can we sell it to kids? <laughs> yeah, they had like a Rambo cartoon, Rambo read long books. I'm sure there was a, there might have been a Robocop one as well.
0: Because yeah, because it was only a couple of years later they started doing Terminator toys as well, where you could buy the endoskeletons that you could put the um, skin on. Yeah. yeah, which is a dark idea for a kid's toy, but I can understand looking at Robocop and being like, "That'd be an amazing fucking toy."
1: Yeah, we kind of like—I can imagine. I had it as a kid when Robocop, and it was an 18 film, and he saw this imagery, and it was like, oh, "This looks cool." And because of the fact that you shouldn't have been seeing it because of the age range, that made the appeal even greater. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so like, he wanted it to be all over that
0: because they tried to make it aliens cartoon, didn't they, to sell aliens toys. Because I think there in the end they just released the toy cartoon. line.
2: Yeah, loads of alien toys, wasn't there? Yeah, they just
0: never actually made the cartoon series to go with it in the end. They just released the toys.
2: Because but... Bishop in Toylo was basically a Terminator, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, really.
2: Yeah, <laughs> massive, big bl- Gatling gun and stuff.
0: Yeah, and half his face was missing, he had a big, red glowing eye. And... <laughs>
2: yeah. But um. Wasn't there a baddie in the Robocop comic called Pudface or something like that?
0: In the TV series there was. Yeah, I'm sure, he was called that. Didn't he get which like, I was, he, Lately? I think was meant to be the um Paul, Paul
1: McCrane character.
0: Okay, if he'd sort of survived and not been splattered, I think that was meant to be kind of what that was.
1: Mm. That that had such a massive cultural impact with the whole film, but like the Melting Man, that yeah, was, at the time it was like 90s war, uh, nuclear war, and that was like radioactive waste and.
0: That's it, germ warfare and all that
1: stuff. Yeah, and he was like a melting man. It's like so over the top. but
0: just... That image terrified me.
1: Yeah, oh, God, yeah. I'm not yeah. sure
0: if it was back on, on the back of the video box. I'm trying to think where I'd seen it, but it quite possibly was on the back of the video box.
1: Do you know, like, just there's a Leon character.
0: Of, and... Obviously helped my childminder's kid with fucking scaring the shit out of me.
1: Really. <laughs> like, Leon comes around the corner and, like, Emil kind of slumps on him and he's like... Yeah. Get the fuck away! "Help me, help me!" And it's like, fuck it. I think the best thing you'd to do is just shoot him with one of those cannons. Yeah, just <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: kill. <laughs> or, 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 drive a car through him.
1: Yeah, he's <laughs> like so fucked that when you drive over him, he basically turns to like liquid mush. Yeah,
2: if you, if yeah. you notice, his head basically stays still. Yeah, yeah. If the car goes straight through and the head just just hovers in the in the air for a bit as it, as his body just disintegrates, it's great. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's, uh, you kind of, when uh, Bodica's gang are getting taken apart, it's interesting because Murphy dies at the steel mill and mm. that's where Bodica and his gang end up dying as well. There's a good kind of mm. like symmetry that start, yeah. they start there and end there. But even like watching the film, I can remember watching it the other day and when Murphy and Lewis turn up at the, the steel mill to go in and like, we're going to go ahead and it's like, never I would never do that because <laughs> my survival instincts are too strong. But it's like I wouldn't chase like there's only two of us. And the first thing you do is split up, which is like the worst idea ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll take all these guys on my own.
0: But as long as one of them got his dick out, I'll have you back. Yeah.
2: Because <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> uh,
1: Murphy actually he kills one of the gang there, there and then. Yeah. Isn't it a meal the other guy and they're watching uh, TV and he goes through his gun and Murphy guns him down.
2: Your ass is mine. No. Not yet, it ain't.
1: But yeah.
0: And yeah. So, I mean, you had the TV series after that, which I quite enjoyed and was, I mean, it was Robocop for a family audience kind of thing, which at least it was a different sort of take it approach towards doing the character. But I know Andy didn't like it.
2: <laughs> RoboCop, RoboCop cries in it. No, that Prime no,
0: that's Prime Directives. You uh, keep making that mistake, but <laughs> but yeah, um, I remember that being on ITV in the afternoons on a Saturday.
1: Yeah, I To don't, don't me, I can't remember ever watching it.
0: Like I say, it's I've very been... it's very nineties, but mm. it had some quite nice ideas in doing RoboCop slightly differently.
1: But, I don't yeah. think I even got the end to the the end of Prime Directives. I think I bought them on DVD and I watched the first two. And I was like, There's nothing for me here. I'm just. <clears throat> yeah, I think I it's
0: the second fitness. one where Robocop cries, and I think that's where most people dropped off. But because I remember when that was coming out, and that was a big thing. So I think it was on the Sci-Fi Channel. I might okay. be wrong, but I remember that being heavily advertised, like the Return of Robocop. And then he came, and he's like this short little guy in a Robocop suit.
1: Yeah, where do um, you get some short guy doing it? I don't.
0: I think originally <laughs> they'd gone back to Richard Eden because it think because the police station is the same one as in the tv series yeah okay so i think it was meant to be a continuation either he was busy or he just didn't like what they were doing with it so um they then recast and i honestly can't remember the name of the actor that they got Is it like um, uh
1: they have a super villain or something turn up and i can remember seeing about this is fucking garbage
0: yeah because it's his son's grown up robocop's son's grown up and is now working for ocp isn't he if yeah. i remember rightly and yeah. then that comes into play somehow and Robocop cries. and <laughs> mm. oh. That was the only thing when I was mm. doing the rewatch for Starburst that I was like, one and a half episodes of this is enough. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm I'm trying trying there a,
2: wasn't there a, a, a baddie Robocop in it? Or, or And he was like like a good foot taller than normal Robocop. And he was like had black armour. Am I right thinking
1: that? A cable, his best mate cable. from back in the day gets killed. That's right. <laughs> they uh, make okay. him but it's supposed to be like, was it 20 years after the fact, and yeah. they remake Robocop, is virtually exactly the same just a different colour yeah. metal so <laughs> I mean, forward. if you go back 20 years 2000s, the technical, technological advances we've made in the time being are like just leaps and bounds mm.
2: so you would have
1: thought the robot they brought out would have been complete. Uh, I guess you got budgetary constraints
2: I shouldn't yeah, be too I mean, harsh
1: Never underestimate the power of nostalgia True,
2: and he had two <laughs> I mean, guns as well <laughs> Here you go. He probably use Bluetooth enabled
0: as well, mind. <laughs> but, but yeah, no, they were they were dreadful. And then obviously, well, there was another animated series in the middle, but I never saw any of that. The Alpha Commando one.
1: Yeah, no, I didn't see that either.
0: And then there was the but remake. There
2: was that heavily stylized one?
0: Where? Yeah, it was a bit more but animated series. He had the big barrel chest and yeah,
2: that's it. Uh, yeah, little legs.
0: That's right. <laughs> And going well, the he other was way from the team arms. or something.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Alpha Commandos is. Yeah. Fair enough.
0: But, you know, got to sell toys, I suppose. <laughs> 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 but yeah, and then we've got the Robocop Returns long in gestation. Allegedly I don't... at some point.
2: <laughs> I don't think How we should far... even. How far have they got with that, do we know?
0: I don't know, because it's been in development for about three years. Yeah because they were all about doing the Halloween 2018 approach of, like, the sequels didn't happen. It picks up from the first Robocop, but obviously 30 years later. Mm. Which, I like the idea of an old Robocop. There's interesting things you could do with that.
2: <clears throat> because wasn't it supposed to be roughly based on the original Robocop 2 script, where they find him on a scrap heap? Is that correct?
0: Yeah. Not much, I think i think peter weller expressed interest in coming back to do it yeah so they i think we're going to tweak it because originally i think it was going to be a sequel remake with a different actor kind of thing so yeah but when peter weller said he was potentially interested in coming back obviously that gives you the potential for an aged up robocop
1: Mm -hmm. i guess uh uh, it all all banks on peter weller coming back really
0: Yeah, although I do wonder if with Terminator Dark Fate failing, whether that's going to count against it.
1: I'd be very surprised if it goes ahead. I just can't see that happening. I just we don't need
0: it to be honest. No, like I say, there's interesting ideas that you could do there, but would they be brave enough to do the interesting thing they need? If
2: they do. They'd have to go the Rocky Five route, wouldn't they? Where he's some, he's some he's got a J and he trains the prodigy. That's how they'll do it.
1: Yeah, that I sounds weird it. with Robocop yes. mentoring someone else. I don't know. Yeah. Because presumably after a while, you, his organic systems would start failing. He couldn't yeah. just go on forever. Mm. That's like, it. It's, it's got like
0: to be about the breaking. deterioration of Robocop, hasn't it? Especially if yeah. it is the finding. It'd be like the. Peter Jackson's script for... Was it Nightmare on Street 6? That was meant to be an ageing Freddy and kids weren't scared of him anymore, so they were going into dreams to beat the shit out of Freddy.
1: <laughs> and then one of them...
0: <laughs> Freddy manages to accidentally kill one of them, which brings the fear back a little bit, and that's how he gets his power back.
1: Oh, okay. So if
0: you were going to go with that sort of... Obviously different for Robocop, but if you were going to go with that sort of new spin on it, an aged version of the character, it'd be like I say, potentially interesting, but I just don't see the need for it. And I kind of feel like the time's passed for Robocop.
1: Yeah. It's another one of those, the uh, same with uh, Terminator and stuff. It's like yeah. th- your time's been and gone and trying to dig up these old franchises.
0: And with so many <clears throat> failed attempts at sequels and reboots. Because that yeah, was I the don't... big problem with Terminator Dark Fate is that it wasn't that bad, but I've been burned so many times before that I just couldn't work out the enthusiasm for
1: it. Yeah, I just wasn't interested in that.
0: So it's just, yeah. like I say, I just kind of think we're done with Robocop. But
1: Yeah, I think we've always had the original film. I mean, I went to, for my 40th, we rented out a cinema and rewatched watched it on the big screen. And seeing it, because I'd never seen it in the cinema, and watching it, it's just like, this is amazing. It changed the way I look at it, to be honest, because it had always been a very intimate thing of me watching it, usually on my own. Like on a, on a TV, or whatever, <clears throat> and uh, th- my wife loves Robocop too. Says so no problem. And then after seeing it in the audience <clears throat> with an audience, there's about twenty of us. Uh, there were people; half the people there hadn't seen it before, and no they right. were laughing. Yeah, they were laughing like when they should have been laughing. And afterwards, they said how much they really enjoyed it, and what a great film it was, and it really kind of being in an audience and people laughing when they should be really kind of like made it more it kind of heightened the experience for me well,
0: i said it's very 80s but it's also very timeless
1: yeah it plays
0: definitely. the stuff plays really well probably because you know the cyclical nature of human nature is that you know everything comes back around eventually so in the I mean, uh current political theory, real, it probably plays really well
1: <laughs> there real fashion faux pas in it at all as far no. as i can recall uh maybe when like bob morton's chilling at home with his kind of shirt on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a couple of it models coming leave. around yeah. let's <laughs> just throw that. Paul Verhoeven didn't really because English is his second language he was just referring to the actresses as the bitches he didn't realise that, that that was a derogatory connotation so he yeah. say then the bitches come over here and the bitches sit down there and then he comes in and the bitches <laughs> well, so actually in, the, in the
2: script it was like bitch one,
0: bitch two, bitch three <laughs> Thank God they went with
2: bitches.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, and I mean, I'm still waiting on that RoboDoc that I backed on Kickstarter about
1: five years ago now, maybe. That still hasn't come out?
0: No. um, They'd um, got everything done. They were mostly through the edit. And then Peter Weller suggested that for the right fee, he might come back and do new interviews. But they were on about a, a launching a new money, Kickstarter. To, yeah, yeah, they were on about doing a new Kickstarter to launch the money just to get the Peter Weller. And I was kind of like, is there nothing you can't find in previous interviews? What's he mm. going to say different this time? Just yeah. get the fucking
2: film done. There's I loads of interviews out there. You just get it out. It was literally just Peter Weller didn't have because they had everybody. They had everybody,
0: it. yeah. Everybody that yeah. was still alive at yeah. the time yeah. of doing it was um, involved because um, they go really deep. They do the TV series and everything else as well. Yeah. But um, yeah, they're kind of annoying me a bit because they launched this footage exclusively is. at a con this, and then gave deliberate. it to the Kickstarter backers later.
1: Yeah, that's nice. It's annoying. like whatever
0: you've got now, just edit it and fucking do it. Yeah. It's like, you know, I understand how difficult it must be to get it all put together and I understand that it'd take time, but it's taken a lot longer than it should have done or, you know, than yeah. I wanted to kind of thing. And you've had the money. Yeah. So that's my other thing, is postage is going to change so much by this point. <laughs> You're going to come back and be like, uh, yeah, we um, postage is like doubled the price now. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, it's going to be about double the price five years. It's going to be yeah. really ridiculous. In that money. So now that was going one of the do first kick- things
0: I backed on Kickstarter. And that was around
1: the time we launched the True Believers one. So
0: yeah, it's got to be five years.
1: It's got to be something really special for me to order a physical copy of on Kickstarter from the States. Yeah, cause because I think they were
0: doing posters and everything to go with it. And the poster yeah. art really nice. So I was like, fuck it, I'll go in for that.
1: Yeah, it What's would like, cost like as much as what you backed it for.
0: Uh, yeah, I can see them ending up out of pocket. On... <laughs> oh,
1: well. the longer these things go on, the usually the more likely are falling on their arse and not making yeah. money.
0: So, because they launched a trailer for it about two, three years ago, maybe. Okay. Because I thought all oh, this shit's moving quite quickly now and then it died off, and then, like I said, about a year ago they were like, oh, we're going to do reveal some exclusive footage at this con, and then we'll make it available to you afterwards and people were kind of oh, like, um, shouldn't we get it that's... first?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> As the <bullshit>. fucking backers. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Your move, creep. So yeah, sort of final thoughts then um, on Robocop Um, favourite bit of the film and the bit you change, I know we sort of touched on this uh, yeah, Andy. Do you want to go, first? go
1: first? Yeah, you go first, Andy.
2: Uh, favorite bit is ballroom scene, without a doubt. Uh, bits I would change. Um, good question. I don't know. No, I don't think. Okay, well, and I even like well, that the, you would the, like, the, like the to have
0: seen if it's not oh, something you change potentially.
2: Probably him being more of a more of a just a of a copper going around doing his rounds kind of thing. I think. Yeah. yeah. Being more of a robot policeman as opposed to having a grudge.
0: Yeah, that was always uh, mine. Is that I like? Yeah. Oh, I wish that montage in the middle just went for a little bit longer. Like him going around shooting more, you know, rapists in the dick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we didn't even mention that scene, did we? So yeah. that
0: was the scene I used on Twitter.
2: Oh, okay.
0: I fucking yeah. love that scene.
1: Film. It's Great, there's, there's so much in it. Uh, just the standout moments, and that one is just great. Like, kind of like he saves the woman; she runs up to.
0: That's right, and he's got the um, helpline number or whatever it is, isn't it? That's it.
2: <laughs> there will be a rape. Yes, a rape, uh, it. Rape. Rape response team on their way to you or something. But that was another image they used on the back of the VHS box, wasn't it? Where you got the massive big shadow of Robocop. It's a great, yeah. great image. And you got the massive big shadow of Robocop because um, he's being backlit. And then you've got like the, the the two rapists holding the the woman up
0: hostage. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so that whole uh, thing of him calculating his move.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, great film. Well, what's so what's your favourite scene then, Dan?
1: For my favourite bit in Robocop, of yep. many, I think it's got to be the scene where he uh, he goes home and sort of relives his past life, gets flashes of the life he's lost. <clears throat> that's really. Yeah, such a, a great moment. What would I like to yeah, maybe that bit when you flesh out more of the uh scene of him him and Lewis. I can understand for the pacing reasons you've got to keep it tight and he's first one in there and then he passes away. But uh <clears throat> Yeah, it's a tricky one. I'd li- I'd like to see them more more of a kind of friendship built up before that they- he's lost, but
2: more of a backstory. Yeah,
1: I can totally understand why it went like that and yeah. Uh, it's hard to choose much to be fair, like mm. apart from the arms thing, there's not much yeah. I'd sort of say let's, let's changed that but yeah, apart from that
0: yeah, That scene on. where he goes back to the house the lady who plays his wife, that one bit where she pretends to be mad at him mm. that whole bit is like, oh that's so fucking cheesy but it works really yeah. well, that is how you'd remember that, I think you would that's sort a... of Hallmark movie it, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, that whole yeah. house is really messed up, it's like a big Diamond. <laughs> yeah. In the middle, there's like a garden. Yeah. And it's obviously a real house. And you just walk around the house, and, and you have to go.
2: Fashion fireplace as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you have to walk through the bedroom, the main bedroom, to get somewhere else. That's
2: right.
0: That's <laughs> like those old one-bed flats you used to have to get around here where if anybody came to your house, they'd have to go through your bedroom to use your bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's... <laughs> it's, what, like they'd literally moved in there yeah like i don't know maybe it was different because i think he lived in the suburbs and he drove out to metro where he used to was it metro south they used to work at and then they, they mm. got transferred over to That's metro right, west yeah. so i presume they were a relatively a commutable distance yeah
2: I love the automated estate agent as well This the screen, the one he punches yeah. in the face. Yeah. But you can so imagine that happening in three years' time. I go yeah. walking in, you've got the big TV screen, that goes, welcome to your new home.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's something we didn't touch on, but like OCD, OCP basically seed cops that they think will be good for the programme yeah. in spots where they think they will die. And that's exactly what happens to Murphy. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, yeah, because so, you're, you're owned by OCP, aren't you, as a cop?
1: Yeah. That's yeah. messed up, but great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Probably where we're going in the future. So <laughs> yeah,
1: God, yeah. <laughs> We've all got privatised armies, so... Yeah,
0: that's it. But... At least... mm. but Cheers for that, gents. I really enjoyed that. It was really yeah, good.
1: Yeah, cheers. We fed us so much to cover a Robocop. Yeah, that, yeah know,
2: cover... not, not one of us said, I'll buy that for a dollar.
1: Yeah. It, just,
0: it seemed on the nose Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: They cut that scene as well There's a scene with Lewis at the end of the film uh, In the hospital recovery And everything's fine And it comes up in the news report that that guy got done For like, soliciting a minor Or something <laughs>
2: <Yeah. laughs> Operation British Nutri Sean <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: so, uh, never use that gif again
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nice shooting son, what's your name?
0: Murphy. Before we go, I just wanted to, like something I'm doing new for this series, is to put the Bernard Pivo questions to you from sure. inside the actor Studio. Yeah. So, I don't know if you want to, if I fire the question then Dan, if you answer first, then Andy. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, question one is, what is your favourite word?
1: Uh, equidistant.
2: <laughs>
1: nice.
0: <laughs> Andy? Uh,
2: porcupine. Nice. Uh, what is your least favorite word? Uh, synergize.
0: <laughs> Andy,
2: I think mine's slightly. I, I take it, Dan. I take it yours as a buzzword you've heard in the yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mine's a similar reason behind it, but mine's sharp. Ah, okay. Because okay. for very similar reasons.
0: See, I thought it was going to be clickbait for you.
2: i love i love the word clickbait i just don't like clickbait yeah (laughs) yeah
1: same uh what turns you on professionally or people honestly trying to do something with integrity
2: mine is equally as deep the smell of chips (laughs) that
0: explains why you're banned from most chip shops around here
2: absolutely
0: (laughs) uh what turns you off
1: uh, overly over cynicism, there's people that just use that as a, a character
2: trait. Yeah, Andy Stephen Mulhern.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you're watching him for a penny at the weekend, then? Oh
2: my god, I can't stand <laughs> the guy.
1: Uh, what noise do you love? Uh, when you open a can of coke, <laughs>
2: nice. that Click hiss. Can't beat it. Nice, <laughs> Andy. So you know the old nine, like the old V eight engines, like in like like a nineteen eighties muscle car. Yeah. You know when you when you, when it's idling, you hear that. Brum, 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 brum. That's called a lumpy idle, and that's my favourite noise—a lumpy idle. nice
0: good. Bet you love the pod race scene in Phantom Menace*. Then that's got a exactly lot of that, that. noise. Yeah, I love that noise as know.
2: well.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what sound or noise do you hate?
2: Uh,
1: sighing. <laughs> Andy.
2: The... JK's voice from Dracurquoi. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> can't stand the guy. Can't. Yeah. Don't mind. Like I've
1: been with you and all all your choices.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what's your favourite curse word? Fuck. <laughs>
2: Andy. something my wife often calls me a cockwomble
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have such a loving relationship yeah we do she <laughs> shouldn't have put it in her wedding vows, but
2: <laughs>
0: uh, what profession next. other than your own would you like to attempt
1: i would like to be something like a carpenter or a plumber or an electrician somewhere making stuff and building stuff with your hands
0: Nice, I can see that. I've often thought that as well, and especially <laughs> whenever something goes wrong, I'd love to be that guy. It's like,
1: can I fix that? Yeah, I can sort of that. I can put that skating board on there, no problem. <laughs> so, what can you do then? I can do a flyer. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but we'll get a plumber through that flyer. <laughs> <laughs> but Andy?
2: I'd like to be a chef. Yeah, nice.
0: good. Yeah. yeah. See, I'd just put on so much weight if I was a chef, especially if I was cooking yeah. stuff, that
2: Oh, can you imagine?
0: A pastry chef, bloody hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell yeah. Uh, What profession would you not like to do?
1: Uh, Tell you what, having worked in retail before, I would never want to go back to it. Uh, My hat goes off, doff my cap to anyone working in retail. It's fucking hard. I feel like everyone should should give give it a go for a few years and you'll never treat people the same ever again.
0: Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree with that,
2: Andy. I have exactly the same answer, retail. Yeah, mm, I've Tough done gig. it before years ago. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even imagine going back to it now.
0: You had possibly the worst retail job as well because you worked for Argos. You went, yeah, oh, shit, yeah, you must get this, this. is in stock. Yeah, <laughs> you're just actually. hoarding it for yourself, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Taking your pens. <laughs> okay, and lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: I'd imagine he would. Uh, I'm an atheist, but I imagine he would sort of give Saint Peter a nudge, point him out, said, so "That's that's the one."
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just like in this issue of Vanguard, you killed him. You're going down. <laughs> And Andy.
2: <laughs> so I walk up to the pearly gates and God says, I need that robot guy.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> we've got this picture of a robot, but we want to see it from the back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. And finally, before we go, where can people find you online?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com and you can listen to my dulcet tones on the awesome podcast on podbean
2: nice and andy oh hang on a minute <sighs> i am uh, okay so on instagram i am i underscore underscore am underscore underscore zoot that's catchy isn't it uh, <laughs> on on twitter i am is it zootbot on twitter yeah at zootbot, at zootbot on twitter and on facebook i am zoot
0: we need to just record yours so I can just edit it in every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, too I was freaking it
0: up. Awesome. And on that note, thank you again for doing this, gents. I really enjoyed it.
1: Cheers, chaps. Yeah, it was a great one. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, guys.
0: See ya. And that was our episode on Robocop. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to it. Um, if you've got any comments or anything you'd like to add, please pop them in the comments below or on our various social medias. Uh, I'd like to thank Dan and Andy for being on the episode and talking Robocop with me. Um, Apologies again for any of the rough edits that are in there. I've tried to cut around the dropouts and everything as best I can. Um, If you do have anything to add and you want to let us know, you can leave comments below this on Podbean where we're hauntednerds.podbean.com or you can visit us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash hauntednerds. Or you can now find us on Twitter as well, where we're at haunted nerds. If you want to use the hashtag and why not, uh, we use that as well. Um, and you can find all the past episodes and everything else on the True Believers website too, including ones that aren't available on Podbean of the normal nerds podcast. Everything that's and why not should be on Podbean. Um, you can find me on Twitter as at Token Nerd. I'm on Instagram as Stuart underscore thinks underscore he underscore can underscore draw. And you can find me on Facebook as facebook.com forward slash Stuart Can't draw. Andy and Dan's links and everything I'll put in the show notes along with these ones. So you can find them there if you missed them in the actual main body of the show. Um, and that's it for this one I'm not sure what's coming next week yet got a couple of things lined up but still early days Uh, why comics should be coming back as well has more and why not and more regular nerds podcast Um, so yeah until next time this has been a nerds who haunt themselves production and I've been Stuart Moraine and um, yeah take care of yourself um, take care of each other as well and yeah make the best you can of this shitty situation thanks for listening bye (laughs)